I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Live Smart podcast with me, Naomi Smart. Today, I'm going to be talking all about love. And this is my favorite topic to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to this one. I actually had a complete different plan for this second episode until something pretty big happened on Sunday and I got engaged. (laughs) I'm so happy. I feel completely giddy. And of course, all I can think about is love and it just felt natural to talk about that today. So where to start about love? If many of you have followed me on social media over the past few years, you'll know that I have been on quite a journey of love. And it really feels like this moment of getting engaged to my partner who really feels like my soulmate. It is like the past journey and the past few years have really led me to this place. And there have been so many ups and there have been so many downs. And I wanted to share my my experience because I really feel like these things happen for a reason. I'm so happy that I've actually gone on this journey. Even through the really tough times, I can now look back and see that they all did happen for a reason. And I'm actually really grateful for them because it really has led me to my happiness and the love that I feel right now. So I'm genuinely grateful. I feel blessed. And it's funny how it's only afterwards in, you know, a couple of years time that you can look back and realize, ah, okay, that's why that happened. I wanted to talk about how I feel like love inspires love. And I'm not talking about love just in the romantic sense here. I really am talking about love in all aspects, love in all senses, because there really is love all around us in all different aspects. And for me, it's one type of love that can then ripple out to other types of love. And I have really noticed this knock-on effect. It's like I found love inside of me, this inner love, the self-love, that led to a romantic love. And then I feel this ripple out effect of love in multiple ways through family, through friends. And it really has opened my mind and opened my heart. And I feel like I have learned so much along this journey. I feel like love can be the cure. You know, this ripple out effect, it's like love is the medicine that we all need. And I don't think it necessarily starts with romantic love and then, you know, it ripples out. I think it can start in any place. I think for me, it needed to start inside because there's no way I could have even had the capacity to love my partner in the way that I do now 
without loving myself first. And I know that sounds like such a cliche and we hear all the time the importance of loving yourself first, but it's like, what does that even mean? How can you learn to love yourself? And for me, that definitely took a while to figure out, not even to figure out, to just actually learn how to do that and put it into practice, you know? And I needed time on my own. Now, there really was a whole process here because I I definitely went through this journey of thinking I needed to be on my own for the rest of my life. Now, that probably sounds pretty extreme, but I genuinely believed it for a while. I went through a very, very tough breakup and I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I started to work on myself and build that inner love up. I recognized that I needed to like myself first and then learn to love myself. And slowly but surely, all of these things started to click into place. But I was very much on this solo buzz. I was reading all of these books on how to be single forever how to be solo, how to learn to love to be solo. Part of me looks back now and I think that was a bit too extreme because I'm now such an advocate for outer love as well. And I can see how finding a romantic love and love with my friends and love with my family, love with life has really built me up. But at the same time, I also look back and I think actually I needed to feel that and learn that first. I needed to become really comfortable in my own skin. I lived on my own. I would travel on my own. I'd go on holiday on my own and plan all of these weekends on my own. And that was really necessary because I got to a really comfortable place with myself where I was like, okay, I can do this on my own. I can do life on my own and I will be happy that way. Ironically, that's exactly when I then met my romantic love. So it is funny how life works out. I don't necessarily believe anymore that we should strive for solo living forever because that's very much how I was feeling at the time. I remember being on holiday with my family and I was reading this book. I, I can't remember what it was called, but it was literally like how to be on your own forever and be happy about it. And my family were just kind of rolling their eyes at this, like, oh, come on, Naomi, how long is this phase going to last? And to be fair, it didn't last very long. But at the time I was very much like, okay, that's it. I am doing this alone. And I put so much pressure on my shoulders actually to feel happy alone. And I went out and bought a house on my own. Again, I was determined. I was like, I will do this on my own, off my own back. And I lived on my own for a while. I just found myself not feeling that fulfilled. I was like, there's got to be something more. That's eventually why I found myself in Bali because I was there for myself on my own, traveling alone. But I was trying to find something else within me. And I can see now that what I really was looking for was a deeper, truer love. And I'm so happy to say that I actually found that in another person, with another person. And I'm not 
saying that you need to meet someone to feel fulfilled. Far from it. I think I found love within myself that I'd never felt before when I was in Bali. And I felt true happiness. I felt true love. And then that's when this man came along and completely whisked me off my feet. And I guess the rest is history. So I wanted to talk about this idea that love inspires love. For me personally, it was the love that I found within me that inspired the love that I then found outside in a romantic sense. But I think I've experienced love ripple out in so many different ways, including my outer world in terms of everything I see and I feel even walking down the street. It's like this love I have enables me to see the beauty in everything. And I've never felt that before. And I especially felt this when I was in Bali. And I remember just simply sitting on a rock and looking out to the water and feeling an abundance of love. And it's like I could finally see the beauty and love in everything, even the little things, the birds singing, the sand between my toes, the sea breeze, and feeling the the salty water on my skin, all of those little things, I suddenly found like I had found love. It was like, this is it, okay. This is happiness, this is pure joy, this is pure love. And it all came from the inside and radiated outwards. And with feeling this love and light within you and recognizing all of the little things around you, even, you know, whether it's a bird singing and the sea breeze in your hair, I think you notice that there's this shift in mindset. You start feeling more love in the little things so that the what may have stirred up annoyance and irritation in you now actually just stirs up more love and more joy and more compassion. For example, I remember this moment where there was this massive thunderstorm and there was lightning and there was torrential rain and it literally brought a halt to the day. And I had this light bulb moment of realizing that I had this shift in mindset where before that kind of storm and that kind of rain and grayness would have actually brought in this annoyance within me of like, oh no, this has really altered my day. It has changed my plans. And now I've just got to stay inside and it feels really gray, quite literally. You know, this gray cloud outside has now clouded my day. And I recognized that instead I was seeing that mother nature was speaking to us. This storm was like mother nature was putting on a show for us. It was beautiful. I could see the beauty in the rain and the feeling from it on my skin and the show that it was putting on for us, this lightning and the thunder. And I was like, this is our entertainment. Instead, we bury ourselves in digital entertainment. Like, you know, oh, I'm just going to mindlessly watch a Netflix show. Nothing against a Netflix show. I obviously love that too. Uh, <laughs> But sometimes I think we can become so distracted 
in other things, that we neglect to see the beauty and the entertainment that is actually out there that Mother Nature is providing us with. I can't believe I'd never felt it before. And I think that comes from the shift in mindset of allowing yourself to raise your vibration and your frequency to be more in this love and compassion and joy and kindness and opening yourself up more rather than before when I had been more in this lower vibration and lower energy of like annoyance and irritation. And I think we are constantly on this spectrum of like moving up and down the levels of frequency. But the goal for me personally is always to rise up. And I essentially think it's love that has enabled me to do this or does constantly enable me to rise through these frequencies. And I do wonder if that's why I then found a romantic partner because in a way, (laughs) I think I was radiating love without even knowing it. I had so much of it inside me and I think we were on the same frequency. We were on the same buzz, the same vibration and love inspires love, love attracts love. And I think this is all down to energy. I'm fascinated by energy work. And I think the vibration and frequency that you put out there into the universe, you will attract. And I very much believe that's what happened and is happening every day. It's like the the energy you put out there, you're going to recognize it coming back to you. And this is in a professional sense. This is in terms of your friendships. I think who you surround yourself by, you become, but also the people you then attract into your life are because of what you're putting out there. If you're on a lower vibration, a lower frequency of hatred and anger and jealousy and envy and fear, Unfortunately, that's what you're going to attract into your life. I very much believe in manifestation. So the way that your mind is is thinking, the way your heart is, whether it's open or closed, it's going to become your reality. And I've definitely felt this firsthand when I've gone through very low patches, which we all do. And we will continue to do. And it actually ends up working out for the best but at the time you don't see that at the time it feels like you know the worst moment in your life but when you go through those low periods and you're giving out a low frequency suddenly the world around you becomes a very low and dark place but then on the flip side when you're experiencing love and your heart is open and you're thinking positive thoughts and you're on a higher vibration and a higher frequency, your reality becomes that. And it's so beautiful that we can regain that power. It's like, okay, we can create our reality. I very much believe that the universe is on our side. And this is actually what I wanted to record this podcast on originally before I got engaged. Uh, I wanted to talk about how the universe has our back and that will definitely be a whole episode in itself going forward. But for the time being, in terms of love, I really feel like the universe wants us to feel love. It wants us to feel 
the beauty around us and recognize the love and beauty that is in every little thing. It doesn't want us to be down or sad or feeling in that lower vibration. So when it it comes to love, I think we need to almost demand it. You know, if that's what we want, it's like, okay, I am worthy to feel love. I talk a lot about how we need to feel the inner love first, but I think it's only natural and a human instinct to want to be loved too. And I think to be loved, you need to be able to love as well. It's like the two go hand in hand and I don't know if you can have one without the other. So as soon as I started feeling love within me, that's when I felt worthy of being loved too. So you're almost setting that higher vibration from the start. It's like, okay, I'm feeling this love it within me and I want to give love and I am ready to receive love because receiving it or receiving anything can be quite a process. I've definitely been in a place previously where I almost felt guilty to receive anything, receive gifts, receive acts of kindness, receive love. That felt very vulnerable because essentially I don't think I felt worthy of it. I didn't feel like I should be receiving this love or this kindness or this gift. And it was a friend in Bali who actually I didn't know very well that we were out for lunch and they offered to pay at the end. And I got in such a flap about it, you know? I was like, oh no, no, don't worry, I'll pay, I'll pay. Or or, let's split at least. And they literally turned around to me and they said, Naomi, you need to learn to receive love and kindness. I want to do this. You can get the next one if that means a lot to you, but just learn to receive this and enjoy it. And I paused and I thought, wow, no one has ever put that into perspective like that before. I've never seen it from that way. And maybe I have almost been denying the kindness and the love that has been coming my way. And we're all worthy of it. We all deserve to actually enjoy when someone wants to give us love or provide kindness. And that has been my approach now with friends, with family, with my romantic partner. It's when they want to give love, allow it, let it in, because then you're able to love better as well and love better, I think, too. So yeah, let's learn to receive love and learn to give love at the same time. It's not easily done though, and I do want to acknowledge this. You know, you might be listening to this thinking, oh, okay, well, that's all very well saying it, you know, learn to receive love. But I think when you have gone through some pain or heartbreak or past trauma, it's very hard to then open up your heart because heartbreak, it closes your heart. You don't want to be heartbroken again. You don't want to put yourself out there only to be crushed again. So it takes quite a lot of work to open yourself up in that way. And the way I saw it was, if you've had your heart shattered into a million pieces, you then spend a lot of your time and energy 
putting every single piece back together. And finally, it feels whole, but it's still delicate. And to you, it feels like this glass heart that has been put back together, but it could be shattered at any moment again. And to give this glass heart over to another person again is incredibly vulnerable because you're very protective of it. And often that's why we close ourselves up. We almost put chains around this glass heart because we want to protect it. We're like, we're not ready to have this shattered again. I've only just put it all back together. So even sometimes when the right person comes along, we're terrified to open ourselves up. And I I don't know if I said this in my previous episode or if I've said it before, but the moment that I met Jamie, it felt right inside, but he actually asked me this question. He said, are you open to love? And I immediately said, no. (laughs) My everything inside was like, nope, nope, nope. We are not ready to hand over this, this glass heart. I've worked very hard on this. And I don't think I am ready, ready for this. And he looked a little disappointed, but he understood. And then he asked me another question. And he said, can I challenge you on that? And I thought, okay, yes, I'm open to be challenged on this. But right now I am not ready to fully open my heart. And I think it can take a very strong person to recognize the fears that are there and to still hold you strongly and say that's okay I understand I understand how you're feeling and it's incredibly vulnerable to open up your heart completely and wear your heart on your sleeve but I am ready to hold your hand through the process and slowly but surely my heart blossomed I see it that my glass heart then turned into this strong diamond, you know, this glistening, strong diamond that cannot be broken. And of course, like, our hearts can be broken at any moment, and it's not just through another person. We can break our own hearts again and again and again. But I think we can only feel true, abundant love if we are open to it. I think it can heal these deep wounds that we have from previous experiences and as much as love inspires love I think it can heal at the same time love really is the cure uh, and love can be the medicine that we need it really can start healing deep wounds from the past that you may have from not only romantic experiences, but with friends, with family. One experience that I have definitely felt through finding this true, deep love is that it has enabled me to feel strong to start healing other aspects of my life. I feel like I've been able to make certain connections and relationships stronger than ever before. So it's like finding this strong, deep, true love has enabled me to then make other connections even stronger. And it's made me consider relationships and connections that weren't serving me. 
I definitely have now noticed and become aware of certain connections I had there that I was only keeping because I felt like I I needed them and it, it almost came out of a fear of being alone. Whereas now, feeling really strong in this love, I've been able to curate my friendship groups in a way that really serves me and them too. And I think it's so important actually to have the power to curate your connections around you because you do have that power, you do have that control. You don't need to cling on to certain people or connections just because you feel like you have to. You really do become the person that you surround yourself by. So those friendships that you have around you, you eventually will become them. So if you're surrounded by people that inspire you, that really light you up, that are your biggest cheerleaders, and if those people are doing incredible things that you are so proud of for them, you're eventually going to become that kind of person. So I think surrounding yourself by strong people and the people that you want to become is so important. And just remembering that you do have the power to curate that group around you. And the same goes to family as well. But then that also goes the other way. If you start surrounding yourself by people that aren't lighting you up, that are dragging you down, that are making you feel anxious, you're going to feel that in your everyday life. There was a time when I recognized that I was leaving certain friendships feeling anxious and depressed almost, and it wasn't healthy. And I could then see, oh, wait a minute, we're both clinging on to this connection because we feel like we need to, but it's not serving either of us. And it is such an empowering feeling when you realize it's okay to accept that you have moved on. I think friendships can be similar to relationships where sometimes you stay in them for too long <laughs> and it's like we've outgrown each other and we're, we're doing each other a favor if we, we go our separate ways. And then that actually enables you to form a stronger bond with those that are lighting you up and are inspiring you and you aspire to be more like them in their power and their love that they have. And I've just recognized that almost by cutting your friendship circles down, you're unable to show up better for them. So for me, I've noticed in my 30s, I'm able to curate a very deep and strong friendship connection with people if I have fewer of them rather than having loads. I think in our teenage years and our 20s, it's like, let's have as many friends as possible. But you just realize a lot of those friendships can be quite toxic and they're not, they're not good for you and they're not good for them either. So actually stripping back your friendship circle can be so beneficial to not just you, but to them too. So now I feel like I have a friendship circle that feel like family, there's so much love there and I'm able to show up in a way that I feel proud of because I've stripped that friendship circle down in a way. It's like, I'm not saying I'm cutting out people, but it's like, I'm just 
prioritizing certain people that I think deserve the love and energy that I can provide them with. And that has filled me up immensely. Looking back on this period of my life where I wanted to be solo and single forever and essentially I was like, I can be happy on my own and I can make myself happy. I see that I was actually isolating myself. And that's quite sad because I think not only was I isolating myself from a romantic partner, but I was isolating myself from my friends too. I was suddenly like, right, I can travel alone and I can spend my weekends alone. I can live alone. All I need is myself. What I didn't see was that I was actually isolating myself from those that wanted to love me including my friends, including my family. I thought I was being this strong, independent woman, but I was becoming very robust and uptight. And essentially, I was making myself very lonely without realizing it. I felt like, oh, I just need to become stronger in my own skin. Let's spend more time on my own. Let's spend more time in my own company. But that was having a knock-on effect And I was isolating myself from my friends and family. And of course, I was blocking out any kind of romantic love at all because I didn't feel like I was worthy of that yet. Only now that I, you know, have since opened up my heart and I feel like my heart has blossomed, my connections with my friends and family and romantic partner are so strong. And it's just so interesting that sometimes we are so cruel to ourselves And we do the thing to ourselves that we are exactly scared of. You know, I think I was essentially scared of being lonely. So I isolated myself and made myself lonely. It's like, why was I hurting myself? Whereas actually opening myself up to love inside and loving myself and then finding a romantic partner and then finding strong love connections with my friends and family, that was the kindest thing that I could have done to myself. Opening your heart up is so vulnerable, but it is sometimes the kindest thing that we can do to ourselves. And I can see that that period of my life of wanting to be solo was actually part of the process. I think it's so important to trust the process because essentially I wouldn't be where I am today without having experienced that kind of period in my life. And even though, yes, I can look back and be like, oh, you know, I was isolating myself and maybe I shouldn't have been on this buzz of like, be solo forever. I'm so grateful I had that process. I needed that because that enabled me to realize that I needed to open my heart up more. And I needed that period of isolation and loneliness and being on this whole solo buzz forever thing to then recognize actually, I thrive in feeling love, giving love and receiving love. That is what really lights me up. So as much as you might be thinking, oh, okay, don't go on this whole like solo bars. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that actually that was part of the process. And I think sometimes we just need to trust the process and we need to have those periods of our lives. Equally, we need those low periods of our lives where we might feel down and they're really unpleasant periods to feel but they are so necessary and they are part of the process and they will lead you to the light eventually they will lead you to the love 
and they will lead you to the light in time. We just need to trust that it will lead us exactly where we want to be. And don't get me wrong, I still feel those periods frequently. It's only human. I think we all go through ebbs and flows of feeling the lightness, but then we also feel the darkness. And I think in order to feel the light, we need to feel the dark as well. So I definitely don't want to demonize the dark periods in our lives and demonize these past periods of my life where I, you know, maybe was on the wrong track and was on the wrong path. At least it felt it at the time, but it led me to where I am now. I feel so blessed and so grateful to now feel an abundance of love in my life. I can truly and honestly say I would not change a single thing about my past. I would do it all over and over and over again if it were to lead me to where I am today. All of that pain, all of the hurt, the heartbreak, the low periods, the darkness, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat because all of that led me to where I am now. And I don't think I would appreciate where I am now or appreciate the love that I have found now without having experienced the past. If you are going through that dark period that I have just described, I would say trust that there is a light at the end. And unfortunately, I think we do need to feel the darkness sometimes to feel the light. Trust the process. You will get through it. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And when the time is right, you will feel an abundance of love and light in your life. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I feel like this flows beautifully into the next Q&A section of my podcast, which I like to call If I Were You because I'm going to be answering this as if I'm putting myself into your shoes. And what would I do if I were in your situation or if I am trying to figure out the question that you have? And so I asked my Instagram audience to ask some questions that they may have around this topic of love, which is so broad. I mean, I think we all each have a million and one questions about love. 
but I've received some really, really lovely ones and I'm going to try and work through um, a handful of them. So the first one is, how do you know when a romantic love isn't right for you? This is a great question because I think we've all been in this situation at some time in our lives, even, you know, whether it's a romantic love or a friend or a family member, it's when you realize that you're not noticing that shift in the mindset that I mentioned earlier, when you're seeing the good in things, I think it's when you're you're in this lower vibration and you're feeling more of a frustration or a sadness or an anxiety and a depression. And that person doesn't have your back. You don't feel like you're a team anymore. It's like you're up against each other. And one thing that I always come back to is that Jamie and I are a team. So when I'm going through any kind of um, negative emotion or feeling, whether it's about work or anything really, I remember that we are a team and we're in this together. And I think when you know that romantic love isn't right for you, it's when you feel like they're actually causing more stress in your life. That person isn't helping you through those things. That person is actually adding to the weight, the heaviness that you may be feeling. So when you feel like you're trying to overcome a stress or a darkness, that person is only making it darker and only making it more stressful for you rather than the opposite, rather than helping you through it and making you feel stronger and saying, my darling, we are in this together and we are going to get through this together and I have your back. As soon as it doesn't feel like that and it feels like they're dragging you down and even deeper down, you realize this isn't right for me. I need a partner that champions me. I need a partner that feels like my partner, my teammate, they want to see me thrive. They want to see me succeed. And they are helping me feel stronger with every step I make. If someone isn't doing that for you and if someone is doing the absolute opposite, I think that's when you realize you're better off without because we all have enough stress and anxiety in our lives as it is. The last thing we want is a romantic partner that only adds to that. The next question is, how to remain patient waiting for your person? It's difficult missing someone you don't know. This one really hit hard for me. That line at the end, it's difficult missing someone you don't know. If you've ever gone through any kind of heartbreak, uh, or found yourself feeling very alone, you'll you'll understand that feeling. And I feel you. I would say, trust the process. It will find you probably when you least expect it. So please enjoy this process, this journey, because I really feel like the universe has your back. The universe is on your side. And I think you need to make it very, very clear to whatever's out there, you know, there's something bigger than us working away in the background and there's something bigger than us at play. Make it very clear what you want. Manifest it. Ask for it and demand it. If anything, you know, there's enough love and abundance in this world for all of us to experience. It's not like there's only so much that you can have 
and that needs to be passed around. I think the reality is there is enough for all of us. So trust the process and demand what you want, demand what you know you deserve. And then you can sit back, work on yourself, enjoy this time alone, find the love within, and then this outer love that you are waiting for, this someone that you don't know yet, will appear when you least expect it. It certainly did for me. So I would just say, trust the process and relax. I think if I could go back and give myself any piece of advice, it would be relax and enjoy this time because your love is on their way. Of course they're coming and just enjoy this time and surrender to it. It will come. I really liked this next question. How do you know when you're ready to love again? And at first, you know, I thought, oh, well, we need to learn to open our hearts as I have spoken throughout this whole episode about learning to open ourselves up again. And one thing that I kept reading when I was very much on my journey of healing, I kept hearing how you need to fix yourself almost and you need to heal yourself before you meet someone. And to a certain degree, I'm like, okay, yes, we need to heal to a level where we're able to love. We have the capacity to love. Absolutely. I do 100% believe that. But I don't believe that we need to be 100% healed or fixed to love again or welcome in a love again. I think you can welcome in a love and still be on your journey because if you find the right person, they are going to be your teammate. They are going to be on your side. They are going to be your partner and they will support you. So when these past fears or past traumas come up and you might want to run because you're scared that they're going to leave or you feel like you're not worthy of being loved and you don't have the capacity to love, that's when your partner will hold you strong and say, I'm still here. I'm still going to love you. I understand what you're going through. I understand what you're feeling and I am willing to work through all of this with you because I think it is so utterly unrealistic to expect someone to only be worthy of love when they are completely healed. Like who even is completely healed? We all have past traumas. We all have wounds from the past, whether that's from our family, whether that's from a past love experience. It could even be past generational trauma that has been passed on to you. Like that's not even your fault. (laughs) That's nothing that you even did. Not that past traumas and wounds are our faults, but like when they're passed on to us from our parents, we are literally born into that. And then it's our responsibility to work through them through therapy or self-work. So I think it's it's actually really sad when we are making... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Need to believe that we're only worthy of love when we are healed, when we are fixed. No, like this is a journey that we are on forever. And when you start embarking on this journey of self-awareness, self-development, you realize the journey is never ending. It's not like you suddenly do the work and then it's like, ta-da, I am fixed and I am ready and I am worthy to be loved. Unfortunately, that's not the case. It's like, oh, I have just realized I'm going to be on the journey for the rest of my life, which I suppose is a blessing and a curse because it's going to be work for the rest of your life. But it's a blessing because you learn so much about yourself and others and you are only opening yourself up to more love and more abundance and you are then able to love and show up for others in a way that you never knew was possible. So this self-love and this self-development is actually, I think, one of the most selfless things that you can do. It's not selfish. You are then showing up for those that you love in a better way. So how do you know when you're ready to love again? I would say when it feels right, you'll just know, like the universe has a plan. That person will show up as a gift and as an opportunity. I would hate for you to feel that you have to be fixed or healed 100% or 100% ready to meet someone. It will just happen and it will feel right. And logistically, you might think, oh no, I'm not 100% ready because I haven't quite fixed myself. It's like, actually, no, trust the process. (laughs) it will work out and if they're the right person they will be there with you every step of the way thank you so much for listening and for watching if you're watching this as well I so appreciate the questions that are sent in they are so heartwarming and I really hope that I'm able to guide you and help along with your own process but thank you so much for watching And make sure you subscribe so that you hear about the next episode. And of course, send in your questions. You will see on my Instagram, I ask you to submit your questions on my stories. So keep an eye out for that. Um, But I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye.